0: Today's episode is sponsored by Lori Dean with Wykert Realtors. Are you ready to unlock the door to your dream home in Washington state? Look no further, Lori has you covered. With years of experience and a passion for finding the perfect property for her clients, Lori is your trusted partner in the real estate journey. Whether you're a first time buyer, upgrading or investing, Lori is here for you. From cozy condos to spacious family homes, She offers a wide selection of properties tailored to every lifestyle and budget. Imagine waking up to breathtaking views, entertaining friends in your stylish living space, or enjoying quiet evenings in your own backyard oasis. Lori is here to make those dreams a reality, guiding you every step of the way for a smooth and stress-free buying experience. Plus, with a lender available to assist with pre-approval and financing options, the process could not be easier. Don't hesitate. Call Lori today at 360-600-3901 or click the link in the show notes to start turning your real estate dreams into reality. Welcome to Beyond Your Lens, a special place where we share our story as a transgender couple and welcome other amazing stories with us. This podcast is all about being open-minded. We want everyone to feel that their story matters. We'll talk about our own experiences and talk with guests from all walks of life. And together, we'll explore what it means to be authentic and understanding. Join us as we share, learn, and grow together. This is Beyond Your Lens, a space where we see the world through different eyes and the same heart. Welcome back to another episode on Beyond Your Lens. This is part two with Angie. If you have not listened to part one, I would pause this and hop over to part one with Angie. She was just sharing her story this Tuesday, um, and we thought, why not throw a bonus episode on Thursday to finish up her episode? So welcome back, Angie. Thanks, Caitlin. I'm um, really excited for this one. I just I really want you to kind of give, before we dive into the whole work and um, just how family has dealt with it, I kind of want you to go into how you've looked beyond your lens and um, kind of how this has shifted your views on certain things and just
1: what you've dealt with in that kind of realm, I guess. Sure. So going back to when Jen came out to me, not knowing anything really about what it means to be transgender, you know, what I had been exposed to was what the media shared with us, all the nasty, negative things about trans people. I really never thought much about it again because i I didn't have any anyone around me that so I thought that was trans. but one thing that i learned very quickly when jen came out was this is a life or death thing okay no one no one is going to come and tell you that they are trans you know they're they're not going to make it up i mean it's real that they are trans and to me you hear the word uh, you know people talk about it being mental, someone's mentally ill if they're trans I don't agree with that I never have one thing I have learned with Jen is that she as this as the time has gone on is that she is not obviously mentally ill she gets up every day she goes to work she's running a business she's being a dad she's I mean, everything is still happening, that's, that's always happened, but she's a happier person. <laughs> you know, she's a happier uh, person in general, she's a better parent, she's a better spouse, she's a better friend. I mean, it's just overall, since she's finally be able, been able to be her authentic self, she's happy. <laughs> yeah. Happy. Um, but you know, what I had to learn is that it is real. And to me, becoming as educated as I possibly could on what it means to be trans was the, of most importance. That was probably the number one thing, because I, I had to, to learn how to be with my spouse. Like, what is appropriate to talk about? What is not appropriate to talk about? I mean, going back to that whole openness thing, yeah, we talk about things, we talk about hard things, but you know, some things just are not appropriate to talk about. And also to to try to educate those around us that don't know. I mean, like, you know, you're not gonna go and and talk to a a trans person and ask them like, well, do you still have this? Or, you know, are you gonna have this surgery? I mean, it's just not something that, you know, you do. And so going through this transition with Jen, the number one thing right now that's super important to me is just becoming more educated Uh, I'm going about that with reading books and listening to podcasts and just trying to make sure that I'm, I'm doing whatever I can as a spouse to help Jen through her transition. I know Caitlin, you feel the same way regarding, you know, education Mm -hmm. and how important it is. Yeah. And
0: I feel like you and I are kind of on that journey. I know you haven't 100% started it on social media, but um, it's very hard um, to start it and to be vulnerable and share our stories. But I know that you and I have the same mindset of there needs to be more education on this. I mean, we, yeah. I came from not knowing a single thing, like not even knowing that the word transgender. And the things I've learned in the last three years is mind-blowing where, where I'm at, and I feel like if there was more education from even our own parents, you know, starting at a younger mm-hmm. age, obviously, to like life doesn't have to look this way, marriage doesn't have to look this way. This is how we should treat people even if they look different. just all the things. Even just right. It doesn't have to be transgender-related, but if it is, like for me, education-wise is, why does it matter to you? anybody why does it matter to you that my spouse for example or that person in your class or the person in the store is transgender or why does it matter that they look different that's what i want to ask people it does not matter you know what matters is that they're alive that they love themselves and that they are here and being their true authentic self that's what matters and maybe instead of judging them maybe look at them and go wow I can only imagine how much pain they're going through and how vulnerable they are for being in that you know that huge store shopping and trying just to be their authentic self that's a lot that someone has to go through so that's what I that's personally what I want to bring is just be loving be kind be accepting let
1: people be them Yes, and i and I mean, education saves lives. It's going to save lives when it comes to our, you know our trans friends because right now, I mean, if they I mean, the suicide rate is just crazy in the trans community. And I feel like more people are educated, that, you know, looking at it, just, for example, our families, like we're just your, I wouldn't say normal, the norm, whatever, family that, We get up every day, we go to to our jobs, we raise our kids, we go to soccer games, we go to basketball. I mean, like, we are just your typical family, right? But one of us is trans. But they should have the exact same rights. They should be given the same kindness and the same love as, as all of us. And I think a lot of times, especially the media, they paint a totally different picture. And what stinks is that they target trans people and they don't look at, you know, that person is just a normal person, a typical person that just needs love. But that person also has could possibly have a spouse. I mean, they have people that love them and want the best for them and, and they don't see that. And so when you try to get rid of trans people or love, annihilate trans people is one thing I heard, then you're you're going to be doing that to families, entire families. You're tearing families apart. And that is just terrifying to me.
0: And one more thing I wanna say about education is it's not only education for you to just, uh, even if you're not going through this, it's not just you know, to uh, be respectful of people and be supportive, blah, blah. It's not only just that. It's education for people that have to go through this, whether that's Ryan. You know, she has always felt off her whole entire life, never knew what it was, never. And then when it came to, I think she said 16 or 18, somehow she found, you know, not just the word, but transgender. If you could just only imagine how much more people are coming out because they're feeling more um, uh, accepted Mm -hmm. in a way and not the only one, the more and more education hopefully is going to be out there where people don't have to hide who they are. And then for us, the same thing the more spouses that can talk on it because you have no idea how many people come to me daily saying, Caitlin, I don't think there's any other spouse that talks about this. And I'm not saying there isn't any, I'm just saying that there's, there's not a lot. And the more we can as spouses share our story, share our resources, what has gotten us through it, like therapy is my number one. Mm -hmm. And you know, all the workbooks and blah, 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 just the more and more, I feel like, it will be easier for people to find that help when they need it and they go through something that we're going through so that's something I just wanted to leave off with the education part is there anything else with the education that you have to say you know I think you you did great on that that's my feelings exactly okay yeah, um, yeah so thank you for sharing that because I think sure education is is huge no matter what it is it doesn't have to be like I said it does not have to be about transgender So, like I promised everyone in episode one, um, I would like you to kind of share about Jen's work. And I know that Jen, just so you guys know, Jen, Angie's spouse, is actually going to be on her own episode. And so I'm sure she'll probably dive into that. But just a little brief um, overview, I kind of want Angie to share how Jen's work dealt with this because I'm just blown away.
1: Jen has worked at her company since, I believe, 1997, so she's been there a long time, and it's just a, it's a, an electric company. She is actually now the one of the vice presidents. She's in the automation department, so just a little bit of background of some of the things that she does. She'll write computer programs, and then we will go to grain elevators around the country and have to program them in the in the elevators and train train the staffs how to staffs staff how to how to run the run the program. So she's traveled, I'd say probably goodness. 50% of our marriage she's she's been traveling for her job. But it's a great company, family company. So one thing that Jen and I really struggled with <clears throat> excuse me, struggled with when she came out as trans. It's just how how are how are you going to tell your, your boss what's gonna happen? I mean, we don't think you'll get fired because obviously that's against the law. They can't just fire someone for being trans. But um we were scared. I mean, Jen has a great job, Jen makes good money. I mean it was it was really scary. And so Jen put together a letter, wrote a very nice letter, and she shared it with her boss and another employee at the company and s- said, you know, hey, I want you to read this. I believe she had talked with her therapist about what the right the right way, again, is to to share this news with with her employers. And Jen just thought it would be better to write something and then let them have time to process that information with her not being present and so that's what she did it's a very again very well written letter and after they read it they came to her and I think you know they felt bad for Jen in a way because in that letter Jen did share that you know her entire life I mean she's struggled with this and struggled with her feelings and and the sad times, and and they felt bad for her, but they were like, "We'll support you. Hey, we're gonna support you, however we can. You know, don't worry, we're here for you. It's gonna be okay." So, i talk about a sigh of relief. So when she came home and shared this information with me, it it made us feel much better. Mm-hmm. At that time, they really weren't talking about, okay, so when are you going to start presenting as a female at work? Or when are you going to change your name? And that, that stuff came up later. So they had put together a plan. I believe it was going to be in October, but it ended up happening happening in November, where they were going to share the letter, um, a letter with all of the employees of the company. They were going to meet with all of them and share the news and so that's what they did starting that morning i remember i remember this day very clearly because i was i was scared i was scared for jen i was scared to see how they would how all of these guys that she was buddies with for all these years and and it is kind of more of a blue-collar place i mean i was worried that they weren't going to accept her or they were going to I mean, Jen would tell you that she was afraid. Would they quit? Would they not be able to work with her anymore? I mean, it was there was a lot of worry there. So that morning we got up and I, we both went to work and I just remember that whole day just not being able to concentrate hardly on anything. I was so concerned about how things were going and so they started taking different groups. Like this group came in at nine o'clock and they all sat down and they they, they the the, employ, the um, owner shared the information about. Jen, and then the next group would go in, and then the next group would go in. I mean, it was all day. And I know one of Jen's good friends, they had discussed, and, and I'm going to go backwards. Nobody knew what this meeting was going to be about. Like, people were like talking about it, like, well, what do you think this is? A, what is this going to be about? What's, what are they going to talk about in this? They did not realize it was about Jen, obviously, but Jen had made plans to go to lunch with one of her guy friends from work when they came out of that meeting. And so she was thinking, oh, gosh, I wonder if they'll still want to go to lunch with me after hearing this information. But it was so amazing because he came out of that meeting and he's like, hey, you ready to go to lunch? Let's go to lunch. Like it was not even like, wow, you know. And so everybody took it very well. Nobody said anything discriminatory. I mean, like it was just great. And I remember that weekend because this happened on a Friday, Jen was getting calls. Jen was getting texts, just saying, Hey, we support you. Hey, we support you. So to me, amazing. I mean, we couldn't have asked, couldn't have dreamed of a better reception. And again, that was back in November. So as time has gone on, I mean, I ask her all the time. So how is work? How's everybody doing at work? Are they still being kind? Are they still being nice? And, you know, she's like, yeah, they're, they're great. Um, there was an older gentleman that works for the company, but is on the road most of the time, so it's not. Was not able to be at that at that meeting, so they had to do it in a different way, uh, let him know in a different way, and I think was hurt. Let's use that word like hurt that he found out from someone like from his boss instead of from Jen, because he had thought Jen and him, like, they had a close relationship, and Jen should have been able to just come out and tell him that, you know, that she was trans, but Jen did not feel comfortable doing, doing that, so that's why it was done that way, and as time has gone on, it's gotten better, and Jen says he is starting to get more comfortable with Jen, but, you know, there's still some, you know, uncomfortableness, I guess, but Overall, it's been great. And the first week of February is going to be a very big, very big day for Jen, our family. Um, Jen is going to present as female for the first time at work. They are also changing her name on the website, getting all new like business cards. Wow. They are... They're putting a nameplate on her door I mean it's it's a I'm so happy for Jen it's a really big deal but you know it's it's a, just another step in the transition process that you know you have like these feelings like oh how is this gonna how are people gonna be are they gonna be okay? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I feel about it like you know my, my my spouse is you know even though I've been calling her Jen for a long time now will for sure no longer be Jason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah
0: um when you say you know i've been doing it for so long it feels like but still this is hard it makes sense it's the same thing to me as changing you know their name in the in your phone if if it was like you know jason to jen um or even pictures around the house it it's still it's crazy going through grief and going through this you don't even know the littlest things that trigger us or that you're like, oh, I didn't think that would come up after, you know, her name tag at work. So, right. I'm glad that you allow yourself to, to be able to process, you know, Hey, this is hard. This might be hard. This might not be hard. Um, Cause that's a lot. That's a huge change. Yeah, it is. Well, I appreciate you sharing about Jen's work. Again, I will just forever be amazed. And I hope if you, anyone is listening here that um, is part of a HR or anything that has to do with uh, business and making decisions, all I can say is I know that it can be scary and um, having, you know, a transgender individual or anybody in the LGBTQ community because we're different. And oh my gosh, what if someone, you know, um, what if our customers don't feel safe around that person? But in the end, what it comes down to is we're all literally human. And the more and more work normalizes um, that we're all just human, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be like we're the, the elephant in the room. It really wouldn't. It's just like, let's go on with our day. Okay, someone may look different in this room, but let's all move forward. Because the more you make that person, like let's just say Jen, the more you put her on the pedestal and like, oh, she's the different one here. Um, she's not gonna wanna, she's gonna even be worse in her dysphoria. And honestly, that's why a lot of people de-transition because of how horrible this world is and, or can be, I should say. And so it is a huge step to be accepting, not only at home or accepted, not only at home, but uh, at your workplace. So that's awesome that Jen had that opportunity.
1: Yeah, they were amazing. And I will say that from the very beginning, when Jen came out to them at first, they went about it like, okay, we're going to get a lawyer. We're going to make sure that we are treating Jen. And they just, they wanted to make sure that they were treating her correctly. They didn't want to, I don't even know, like how would I explain it? They don't, they did, they did not want to do anything wrong. (laughs) You know, they had never experienced a trans uh, employee before. They have never gone through this either. So they wanted to make sure that they were doing everything right by the book which I know Jen really appreciated too.
0: Yeah, and I actually think this is huge in so many ways. Like, can you imagine just by this one company doing what they did and hopefully people hearing our story and Jen's story, what that can do to other people? Like, hey, can we get a gender neutral bathroom? Like that is, you guys, you going through this, not to go on a different tangent, you realize how many things are genderized in All areas of life Mm. all areas Um, so you know just even making Jen feel comfortable in in that area not saying she can't use the women's bathroom I'm just saying it would be so much easier to not have that pressure on someone that's transgender because that's a whole nother topic that I won't go into but just to use the restroom so I'm gonna move forward on on this topic and um, I want to go into how has I know there's probably not much to say about your work, but just how has your work taken it? How has your guys' family taken it? If you wouldn't mind going into that. Sure.
1: I'm a teacher. I teach special education in an elementary school here in our small little town. And when Jay came out, obviously, I had a lot of worries, concerns about how people were going to perceive Jen, perceive us as a couple, perceive our family as a whole. I mean, it, your mind just always goes, and I, I found this going through therapy, uh, your your mind wants to go to the darkest place sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me to just be like, "You got, you just gotta take it one day at a time. We're focusing on today, not tomorrow, today. And so I was worried, like being in a small town, I don't want to say that my small town isn't LGBTQ accepting because I I don't know. I mean, from what I have seen, people have have been very nice. It's not like a larger city where you have an LGBTQ center or support groups, anything like that. But I was concerned. I was like, okay, so if people, when they find out about Jen, are they they going to judge me? Are they going to have issues with me teaching their kid? Or are they, you know, just lots of things like your mind just goes to those dark places. And so I did not share this news with my principal, my admin, until towards the end of last school year, so probably April, May of 2022, 20, yeah, um, 23, I'm sorry. So I I waited a long time to share the news with her, and I felt that I could easily talk to her. She's very open-minded, very accepting, and... I think it opened her eyes a little bit because during the whole transition process back in the fall of 2022, I had, had COVID and then I also had shingles mm-hmm. at the same time. And I'm 40, I'm 47. I just turned 47 and you know, my blood, I was having issues with my blood pressure. I mean, there was just a lot of stress. I'll be honest. There was a lot of stress and being in a, uh, I had to get on blood pressure medication, you know, getting shingles was awful. And so when I shared this information about Jen with my principal, she's like, oh, now I can, now I can maybe see why, you know, some, you were having some of the medical issues that you were having, you know, shingles comes from stress sometimes, you know, blood pressure stuff, but she was great. She was great. And I asked her, I'm like, do you feel like I'm going to be, everything's going to be okay? Am I going to be accepted? And, you know, she was very reassuring about that. I mean, very accepting. And as time went on, I did begin to share with certain co uh, coworkers about Jen and for the most part, I would say that people have been very kind. However, it's it, it it's it is weird at the same time. For example, say you're having a bad day at work. Maybe you're tired, maybe you know, you You're struggling because you're short-staffed. I don't know. Just something simple as that, right? And you may look like you're frustrated. So certain employees might or staff members might would be like, are you okay? Like, are you okay? And I'd be, well, I'm having a really bad day at work today. Things are not going as they were supposed to. Well, I know your family. I mean, you just have so many issues in your family. It always would go to your family, your family, your family, your issues going on. It was never just like, oh yeah, it's a crappy day. It's a crappy day. I get it. We all have them. I mean, it always just goes to that. And and that's what I am, that's what I have found more is like people just can't let, the ones that know, just can't let go of the fact that I have a trans spouse and that we're going through a transition in our family. It's almost like I can't be, a normal person, like I can't just have a bad day. I can't just not feel well. I mean, it always has to go back to Jen being trans.
0: But I, and you know what, I do want to say on that too, because I, I deal with the exact same thing. However, I also deal with if I am having a bad day or a hard day because of the transition, that it must be that this isn't going to work out, or you're in the wrong marriage because. You know i'll i'll be on social media and people will be like oh you just you seemed happier whatever last month or whatever and i want to be like well i actually do say i go well first off i have a toddler <laughs> um my spouse is transitioning there are highs and lows of anything in life that you grieve if your grief if your parents pass away you're gonna be fine one month or one year whatever it doesn't matter timeline And then you're going to not do okay, no matter what it is in life. And so I think that's what I struggle with the most. Um, Or you've lost yourself. Well, you know what? Um, If Ryan wasn't transitioning, I can tell you now, I would have lost myself because of being a new mom. And so it's like Mm -hmm. it's all about the transition and the transition's the fault and this isn't going to work. And it's just such a pressure on us that, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to smile through this and not let the world know what I'm going through, which I can't stand that's why if I'm on social media and you see maybe me not smiling as much as I was maybe um, don't judge so much of that and be like wow I'm so glad that she can show up being her authentic self no matter what she's going through in life that's great yeah and but it's hard Mm -hmm. it is hard I won't lie Um, it's hard how is your how is your parents or Jen's parents you can totally let Jen go into
1: that if you want but how has that been um, I'm just going to focus on, on on my family and, uh, and let Jen talk about her family. But I have a very close relationship with my parents. They have always been very supportive of me, of my marriage. Uh, Jen's like, well, now it would be like a daughter, but it was always like a son to them. Mm-hmm. I did not share the news with my parents until last year so it would have been in February towards the end of February beginning of March and that time frame uh, I finally shared the news with my with my mom and dad Uh, I we had went to my dad's birthday dinner at at my parents house that February and I remember as the night went on I'm just like oh I feel like we're lying I just feel like we're in this Mm -hmm. bubble and we can't share our lives with our own families and they don't know what's really going on with us and they don't know, like if if why I might be sad or why I might look sad or you know it, it was just it was getting to the point where I'm like I gotta tell them I gotta be honest I gotta be I gotta tell them and so I just came out on the phone one time I like I, I finally just like because I had told my parents like maybe we should meet and talk and they're like sure whatever yeah no problem and then a couple of days later uh, something they brought up well do you want to get together do you want to talk or right because I had given them a heads up it was something you know that had to do with Jen. And I felt like, I'm just gonna tell you. I told my brother first, honestly. <laughs> um, I, at that night at my dad's dinner, I told my brother, I was like, hey, I really wanna talk to you sometime about some stuff, and he remembered it. And so I had told him on the phone as well, and then I told my parents the next day. And my I remember my mom crying on the phone, not because she was sad that Jen was trans, but crying because she was sad that I had waited so long to tell them. She's like, "Gosh, I just wish you would have told us much sooner. Like we could have been there for you. Like, you know." She was very supportive. My dad's been very supportive. I think, you know, being seventy-two years old, they don't, they don't really. I mean, they know a lot less about trans individuals and I do obviously but I think their main concern at first was just saying hey you know we want you to be happy we want Jen to be happy and I I don't know I think maybe they thought well you might need to end your marriage and if you need to end your marriage that's okay Mm -hmm. we understand Mm -hmm. Jen will always be a part of our family always always Uh, and I thought maybe they thought that Jen would be interested in meeting a man okay and that's a whole other story for another time obviously Caitlin I'm sure you've heard that stuff too but um I think and so I I did remember telling my mom one day I was like you know here's the deal uh I know I know you love us I know you want us to be happy and right now we're just taking it one day at a time and you know it's something I got to figure out on my own what what my future looks like and she's great I mean she's like I get it I understand and and she hasn't brought that up again. I mean, like she hasn't said, "Well, I just want you guys to be happy." I mean, I know it was all in in love. Mm-hmm. She just she does. She wants us to be happy. But um, you know, just having those conversations—they are not easy conversations to have with your with your with your family. Um, they're still not super easy to have. But I know I have to have them. I do. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. And you know, I know even if it's hard to hear, they just care and love for us. They want you know, like you said, they just want you to be happy. Now. Mm-hmm. I figured out um, through all this, as silly as it sounds, it's so triggering for me to hear, are you happy? Or I want you to be happy only because that's not gonna happen overnight. And I know that they're not expecting that, but I mean, even I got a message today on um, TikTok, a nice man, a n- nice message, but it was hard. It was, um, you know, I, I don't really understand what you're going through. I just will say, I, I really worry for you as a spouse, if you're able to be yourself, if you're able to um, live the life that you want. And it's hard to hear um, because uh, the life that I wanted or visioned is not that life anymore. Now I'm not gonna say a hundred percent it's thrown in the trash, but a huge part of it, you know? Right. And so, but that's okay. It's similar um, in a way to if Brian got in an accident and was paralyzed. Our life isn't going to look different. Now, I am not saying that my trans spouse is, is similar to having a um, spouse that um, is disabled or um, th- due to an accident. I'm not saying that, but there is similarities that you have to look at. So, um, but yeah, I, I could talk to you forever. I do know the, the biggest thing that you and I um, talk about um, as a spouse is This is a day-by-day thing. Um, We are loving our spouses uh, for their heart and for, you know, Jen being Jen, Ryan being Ryan, and um, learning to look through a different lens, learning to love differently, um, not looking at that outer shell and being fixated on that, even though it's really hard. It's really hard not to.
1: And one thing I want to say, too, and this is coming... This is for say people that just found out that their spouse is trans maybe they found out yesterday their 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 spouse or their partner mm-hmm. is trans and they're feeling all the feelings that we felt when we first found out and i remember listening to a couple podcasts and and it was spouses talking and you know sometimes when i'd be listening to them and they'd be like so happy like maybe how i'm acting right now or or like they, they're perfectly fine with it. Like, we're, we're okay. You're happy. You're smiling. But you know what? And I was thinking, how can, like, I'm not feeling that way. That's not how I feel right now. I'm feeling like the opposite of that. Because, yeah, we felt that. We've all felt that. Um, there's been some really uh, grieving times, sad times, angry times. And I just want people to know that even though we're sitting here and, and we're happy and, and we can easily talk about this much more than we could months ago, Mm -hmm. I mean, we still have bad days. We still have bad days. We still cry. Mm -hmm. I mean, we still struggle. It's a, it's a daily, it's a, we're learning, we're transitioning with our spouses. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So don't feel alone. Don't feel like you're the only one that's having these feelings because we felt them all and we still do.
0: Yeah. And I'll be transparent here. I get messages all the time saying either, um, the spouse that is transitioning, it's the message of. I wish my spouse was as accepting as you. That's mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. one. Or vice versa. A spouse going through their spouse's transition, they said, I just don't understand how you're so happy, how you you know, all this stuff. And I am so honest with every single individual. I say, Listen, you are looking at me on social media, which I'm not fake on social media, but that's only a small right. fraction. I'm not I can't video what's going on behind doors, you know, the um me crying all the time, or grieving, or um, the little bickering we have due to, you know, the hardships, or even just parenting, all of it. It's just hard. And I want to stress that too. You're so right, because I've compared myself, still do, to other spouses um, that seem, you know, what they're going through, they seem like, wow, they are really happy they've got this together. It's, you don't know that.
1: You don't. No, no, you don't. And, you know, I think, I mean, we can say, Caitlin and I can say, thank God that, you know, we've met each other because we've both sent, like, messages to each other, like, today's really shitty, excuse Mm -hmm. my language, like, we're having a hard day, like, how do you get through it? Like, how do you do it? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not rainbows and unicorns all the time in this, in this marriage, and, you know, but we're just, we're learning as we go, and I just want everybody to know that they're not alone, and... And to know that there's others out there, and I wish we could all talk to each other. I wish we could all get together and then talk to each other and encourage each other and support each other. But it's so hard to find. You know, I know. And happens.
0: you know what, Angie and I have talked about, and I think it will happen one day when life isn't so crazy. I would really like to create that support group that you and I talked about because yes. it's so important. And I think it being towards the spouses um, would be so so helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. so helpful. So I guess stay tuned on that. Oh yeah. God. That'd be we'll so to... fun. I'd love to do that. That would, I think, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to travel like once a year? Yes. Do something. I'll get ourselves. together. Yeah. That'd be so fun.
1: Oh be, that would be a great time.
0: Well, thank you again. And thank you for everybody that has listened to her episode mm-hmm. one and two. I just thought it would be kind of yeah. good to uh, separate that and have just a little bonus
1: episode this week. So. Yeah. Caitlin, thanks for having me today. This was a big step for me. It was uh, to be able to get on and and share our family's story to the world. It was kind of scary. It's scary, but I'm so excited because it's the right time to share the news and for Jen to be your authentic self.
0: Yeah, no, and I'm so proud of you because this is going to be, I know this is a big step for you because this is you basically sharing your story to the world and to maybe more friends that are... um, friends that you haven't talked to in a while or on social media and so this is just a huge step and I'm so proud of you because I know that feeling of finally just ripping that band-aid off and showing the world hey this is me and if you're gonna accept me great if you're not you're not so I'm so proud of you and this is just day one so thank you thank you for joining us on beyond your lens remember your story matters Keep an open heart and an open mind. Until next time, keep looking beyond your lens. If you'd like to follow our personal journey where we open up more about our story, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at transwifelife. Take care and stay true to yourself.